Thanks for joining us for our conversation this week. I'm Amy Tokas, co-host with Sandy Lane. This podcast, we are reflecting on personalities and if we are always the same. We agree that people evolve and change, yet we also recognize that people are very much the same as they have always been. We discuss how we change, how we might want to change, and what will really never change. Always keeping it real. Thanks for listening to Your Real, Your Ideal. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Amy, I'm wonderful. How are you? Cheers. We both have our drinks. Both have coffee. I've got a hot tea because it's getting a little chilly here. How about there? Uh, You know what? It is chilly here. I just came from Arizona and it was not chilly there and it was not chilly in Las Vegas. And I had my coffee and I came home and I put my sweatshirt on and I warmed up what was left of my coffee thinking this is a coffee afternoon kind of day. Right, right. A little, uh, well, glad you're home safe and had a good trip. And let's chat a little bit about... um, so we're going to talk about, are we the same as we were or have we changed? I'm curious since spending time with your mom, because I, when I'm with my mom, cause I was just with my mom too, or you spending time with your parents, if that gives you a different perspective on this conversation of, do you feel like you're the same as what they see you from when you were little, or do you feel different? Well, I actually asked him that question and oh, did you? the listeners, this is kind of funny because Amy brought up this topic and there was a article to support it that we'll put in the show notes and I'll post, but it's something I talk about a lot from a different perspectives. And I study a lot. So I'm like, Ooh, this is really interesting. And then when we were out for a walk, it was just my mom and dad and I, and I thought, you know, I'm going to ask them and I'm just, I'm not going to preface it with anything. Um, I'm not going to tell them my opinion, no steering included. And this was actually just last night. I said, here's the topic of our podcast. It's going to be our, 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 are we, are we the same person that we used to be? So how would you answer that as it relates to me without missing a beat? My dad's like, everybody always changes. Of course you change. And then my mom's like, well, people do change. And I tell you, there's part of me that agrees with him because if we're not changing, we're not living. Okay. And right. I like to use that. I actually use that in my keynote. People say, you know, I'm not about pivoting. I'm not about transitioning. I'm like, well, then you're not living because that's what it is. It's changing, transitioning. My mom thought about it long and hard and talked out loud. And she said, you know, <clears throat> there are certain characteristics that are, she used the word characteristics. I always use values right and how we're wired and she said that are just the same as when you were young you know you're very she she used the word determined you're very determined you 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 look for joy you like to have fun and then she started talking about my brothers and how she can picture us when we're little when we get together about how we interact and how we laugh and so she was more of the context of uh you are the same but she said, it, it depends on how you define it because it's such a big, broad thing, you know, because you evolve as a person, but you have a lot of similarities that are the same. So 
it's bigger than the question. That was her comment. You know, you, there's, it's, 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 there's so many different tangents to it. So she kind of went back and forth, but she kind of, and my dad kind of stuck to his, everybody changes, you know, but yeah. I tell you, the other thing is my mom and I tend to hold on to the past. My dad moves on. So a question like this is something he probably wouldn't put a lot of thought to because every day is a new day. So what does it matter if you, you change and you have opportunity, that's how he attacks life. Right. And since we're more, we're the historians and we look more to the past for learnings, we like to dig into those things a little bit more. Yeah. So I'm curious, how about you? Did you ask your mom that question? Cause you're just coming off of time with your mom or do you have reflections on how that looks for you? So, um, I am coming off time with my mom. I did not ask her that question though. Cause I didn't even think to ask her, <clears throat> but I noted she said something about one of us, one of, it was either me or my siblings or one of them. And, and she was talking about how we're all, we're very similar to how we were when we were kids. And we were talking about something different. It was like, oh, you know, Roger has always been really clever with his, so she, she was kind of going, going through those steps of going through it and reflecting and kind of saying we're, we're kind of the same as we were. And then I kind of took it that way. I didn't dig a little deeper because we were talking about it. But what struck me was, I think I have changed a lot. So in my mind, I think I've changed a lot, but I will say with my children, I look at them and I see them as they've changed some, but their core is still very much the same as when they were like that little three-year-old, <laughs> like their character, their values, their personalities are so much just the same and just the environment they're in. Their go-to for finding happiness. So the other funny thing, you'd almost think that we set this up, right? right. The timing of this, that we both were with our, you're with your mom. I was with my parents, but I just spent the weekend with my best friend from childhood. And when I say best friend from childhood, age three, I mean, literally when our brothers were in kindergarten, they became best friends and by default, and we were neighbors, we became best friends. And what happened, and it's actually a great study, is when we, after we are great friends, and it, typical girls, right, on and off. There were a few years that we just, we all like each other and we found other friends. But I tell you, 80% of the time we were best friends. And when we weren't, you know, we got over it. But after our senior year, my parents moved out of town. She eventually relocated to Kentucky, where she spent her entire career and lifetime. And even though we've seen each other, I went to her dad's funeral. Uh, class reunions. We've never had one-on-one -on -one time. It's always been groups of people, even our brothers, right? And so we haven't had that one-on-one -on -one time. It is so interesting how you get back together and it's just like old times, right? And I tell you, I wasn't reverting and acting like somebody I'm not today, okay? I felt like I could be my authentic self, but it's like we had missed a beat. So, and you hear people talking about that, right? So back to, are you the same person that you used to be? Well, you, wouldn't you either feel like, boy, I'm acting like 
I did in high school because obviously I was happy with her as my friend and always felt like my authentic self because that friendship lasted all those years. Um, and we both said that it's just like, and, and we, we stayed up until four in the morning, just trying to catch up on all those years that we maybe knew the high level, you know, the Christmas card story to what's happened, but just talking through things. And I didn't need to reacquaint myself with her because she changed so much. I need to reacquaint myself with her narrative and her story that brought her to the person she is today, but her core is the same. Our personalities are the same. And, and, and now she's, she's got a story that's developed over time. That's changed her narrative. But I think it, as you get older, your story grows and you have, you become a, uh, what do I want to say? Um, you're a fuller person. You have more areas to yourself. You're more multidimensional as a human. And you're willing to reveal that. I think as you age, you're more, uh, you're okay with showing all aspects of yourself and uh, not hiding certain things from people because you're like, you're more comfortable in your skin. Right. And if yeah. you go back, I always profess to, if you go back to your core and what brings you happiness and what you're innately good at, and you know, back to that natural wiring, you can still explore and build on the other things, the, the multi-dimensional things, the new places to explore, but you're 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 not being categorized in a box, but you're not trying to go into somebody else's box either. Exactly. You're not trying to be someone else. But uh yeah. this New Yorker article was interesting because I felt like the dad was struggling with putting his son in a box and how he could change. And he talked a lot about memory. You know, we can think we changed a lot, but we tend to hold on to some memories that maybe are negative that we associate ourselves with that we don't want to be that person anymore and maybe we're forgetting the more positive things that we we could identify with I mean did you again we'll put this in the show notes but I think sometimes people really want to be different and so well there was a piece in that article that described um, if you considered your personality, I'll say, call it a personality as a set traits, like you have these set traits, but it's a storm system. Okay. So this storm system, I don't know if you remember this part of the article, right. it, it has these set traits and what makes it change and either become bigger and more severe or, dwindle away is the atmosphere, the elements of the atmosphere and the uh, landscape and things like that. So it's the environment that either nurtures the storm system or doesn't. And I thought that was a really good analogy because I do think our environment has a lot to do with what traits are, uh, brought forward and which ones are withheld. And so we develop differently as we age. There's a picture. My brothers and I are in from oldest to three, the oldest two and a half years, three kids born. And I, I talk about how my brothers were dressed like my mom would dress them like twins, even though they didn't look alike because they were 10 and a half months apart. But, you know, we, my dad would often say, 
you three kids were raised exactly the same, but I couldn't have three completely different kids. But in the same sense, other people be by us and say, and I say the same thing about my own three kids. People who know us, they're like, oh, they're just alike. They have the same sense of humor, how they interact with each other, their facial expressions. But it's funny, back to talking with my mom last night, there's a picture that she found uh, and she shared with me on my birthday. And there's the three of us kids playing. And it's so just like us. My brother, my oldest brother, Matt, is uh, taking something apart. My brother, Mark, is building something and I'm sitting in the, the toy box, you know, yes. and, and that's just with Legos. We play with this is before they gave you kits to play with with Legos. If my mom would just she'd have a, a bucket, a bushel bucket of Legos and she'd pour it out on a blanket and my brother, Mark, would build things. He's always been, and now guess what he is? He's a woodworker. He's a, he's a craftsman. My brother, Matt, would take things apart. Well, he's the inventor. You know, he likes the bike gears and he's switching everything out on his bike. He's trying to see what, what, what's in it. And, you know, so he's taking everything apart with the Legos, building it, taking it apart, tearing it down. And I would take the Legos before they were people and pretend the red one was the mom, the blue one was the boy, and they were people. And I create stories and the houses my brother would build. And so mom talked about this. She's like, you know, you guys all do these things in different ways and you've changed careers. Cause if you look at me, you know, finance, public speaking, coaching, you know, completely different, but are they right? Right. I use the same skill set to get success in both, even though from the naked eye, I've changed completely, but I really haven't. At least I don't think I have. <laughs> Well, I'm going to say finance and storytelling. Those are a little different. Um, I deal with people though. And I tell stories all the time because people. it's yeah. the story of the, it's not even that Amy, a balance sheet is a story of a business. And what I was really good at is I would help business owners understand how their financials told the story of their business. And then I would always ask them back to the coaching. What's one of the first questions I would ask is what's success for you? And it might be, I want to create a business for my family. I want to create wealth. I want to sell it off. And when I had that, I would coach them and interpret the financials to get to their end goal. So it is funny how, you know, to the naked eye, it looks like they're completely different, but I use the same skill set in different ways. I love the image of your family, your you kids playing. I think that's fabulous. My siblings and I, we were older or more separate. So we weren't that close together. I, but it's funny that you mentioned photos because when we were doing this right before we got on this call, I have started going through old photos Brilliant. because I was curious what those old pictures of me would tell me about myself. And it would make me, if it would affirm that I feel like I've changed or if I'm different and I was a bit of a tomboy and it's funny because when I was analyzing the photos, which I've never analyzed them, I don't have a lot of photos, but what I do have, um, I was either with an animal or I was dressed up. Those were like my two. And I don't know if my mom was that those are the photos she took of me with animals or me dressed up. <laughs> awesome. It's kind of funny, but I'm with every sort of animal you can imagine, but I grew up in the country. I'm sure you, were you an animal person when you no, were a kid? 
no. And it wasn't that I disliked animals, you know, back to changing my brothers and I all are animal people. And my dad often says, Oh my gosh, I feel terrible. We never got you an animal. We had, we had farm animals and my grandparents were on the farm, but the dog was outside. The cat was outside. The dog would go a little bit in and out, but as kids, we never had an animal. And it's not that I disliked them, that it wasn't part of my nurturing environment until I got older. And really Zeke is my first, I, I'm sorry, I had Harry, but I mean, we had a little dog when the kids were little, but I mean, that poor dog, you know, I was running the kids around. I didn't nurture the dog as much as I nurture Zeke. Uh, but, you know, it was part of the environment too. There was, um, have you ever, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this because I was thinking about this as I read the article and, and it's, you know, you watch those documentaries that stay with you it had to have been over five, maybe it was five years ago. There was this documentary and I watched it twice. It was called Three Perfect Strangers. And it was about triplets that were born and were separated at birth and went out to three different adoptive parents, but the government used them to study nurture versus nature, basically. And they, they all talk about how they kept coming into their homes and talking to them and a totally different, like poor family, rich family, completely different. When they got back together, they, they actually ended up eerily having a lot of things in common, even though they were raised completely differently. And, but as you can imagine, some fell out of sorts, didn't were didn't, you know, addictions, you know, different things like that, that created differences in what would be success or well-being. So what it did is it reinforced that it is nurture in nature, basically. It's not one or the other. It's, it didn't give a hard and fast answer, but the studies that the government did over all these years, and then the documentary kind of blew your mind thinking, really? And how they found each other is they, somebody, they ended up going to college by each other, two of the boys, and one said, hey, where were you last night at the party? They literally ended up, even though they had them in all different parts of the country, they ended up close to each other in college, close enough that people recognized faces and said, you have a twin out there. And then wow. and then when they got publicity, a triplet came out of the, the forest and said, look That's at us for three. So interesting. I do, I there's a, yeah. When I look at my kids, they definitely have the same personalities as the, when they were younger. So I can see where those triplets, they were there. It's how they were formed. And then they, they still probably had a lot of mannerisms that matched and things like that. And when you're identical, I think you do have, you're naturally going to have some genetic wiring. That's the same, right? I don't think all the time, but you have probably a higher incidents. I don't know the science behind that, but I would sure assume that some of the genetics might be the same, some of that makeup, Um, but very interesting, but you know, they're still not the same person, right? So they were the same people, even though they, they took them apart, they still had part of that same person that came back later, but then you're not, you know, it's not, isn't life just a gray, we're just gray area. We're not black and white. Right, right. So I guess my question is, if you are interested in being someone different, 
Like if you want to reinvent yourself, what are the odds of being successful at that? Because a lot of people talk about, I want to reinvent myself. But I think this goes back to, see, you've just teed this up and you didn't even know you did. So you teed it up because I think it's back to my whole thing on, it's not the how or the what. And so people will reinvent themselves and say, I'm going to change my career. I am going to become a philanthropist. Um, I am, you know, whatever they, 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 they focus on either. I want to be this, or I'm just gonna, you know, get super healthy well-being and start doing public speaking and motivate people, whatever they're going to, they, they go to that, but it's the why. Okay. So an example I'll give is I, uh, let's just say I'm, um, well, let's just use a real life story. Okay. So let's say I'm going through a divorce. Oh, oops, that really happened. And at that time, I'm like, you know, I want to be a better person. You know, I have a chance to reinvent myself and I'm kind of taking a harder look at myself and saying, here are the things I did wrong. And everything looks a little bit different, right? So I would tell you one thing, I think I've always been an empathetic person, but when I wanted to reinvent myself and be different, it was how I was empathetic the why behind it. What I thought was where I changed in my empathy was before I would look at people and say, oh, you know, I, I would, I'd say, I want to help people, but I want to help them become something I thought they needed to be. Okay. Like you don't want to be homeless or you, you want to live like me, right. Would be the example I give. My empathy has changed where instead I say, what do they want to be? I'm, I have a different type of empathy. So I feel like I've changed as a person over those years. And I could, somebody would say to me, you've always been sympathetic. You've always given a lot, even, but I tell you, I know I've changed and it's made me feel like a different person because my why changed. And part of that was by being more open-minded to other people in using this example to what they wanted to do. So that was a change. I didn't have to, it wasn't the changing of careers. It wasn't the getting remarried. I would tell you it's how I changed my outlook on sharing that empathy with other people and being a little bit more open-minded about it. So does that make sense? Am yeah. I? Okay. That makes sense. I don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> But I think my head, there's so is, many thoughts in my head right now. <laughs> so I think the thing is, once you, I think the easy answer is here's, I kind of give this big, let's just say everybody knows that part, part in their life when they're like, wow, I don't like how this feels, right? I want to change because you usually want to change who you are because something isn't going right. Either you're not feeling good about yourself, how you're projecting, there's something. I can think about when I was in the sixth grade and I was a motor mouth, okay? What's new, right? But- I was being disruptive. I was being kind of mean. I, I was, and I remember somebody telling me, Sandy, you are clever. Clever can be kind or clever can be cruel. You need to choose how you use it. And I'll never forget that. And so I, I didn't like that person. I didn't like being told I was a motor mouth. I didn't like that. My mom got a phone call from a teacher saying she's kind of being mean. And I didn't like that person. But what I changed, I didn't, you know, go in and pretend to be somebody else, but it was that little line that I refocused what I was doing and said, okay, back to unwinding it. What is it that doesn't feel right? Yeah. And then how do I need to change it 
that is my natural inclination is it's, it wasn't to shut up and never say another word, right? It wasn't to say, go in the corner and just don't open your mouth again, but redirect it to a place that feels good to me and everyone around me. Right. It's not like you walked away and said, all right, I have to shut down my cleverness and never talk again and not say anything. You just shifted the, the, uh, the skill for good. Right. So it's, it's taking it back a level and saying it's a, it's a life skill. You, everyone should use every day and saying, Ooh, this doesn't feel good. Right. Happiness factors low because I'm feeling crappy about something. Why is it? And then rather than saying, I need to make this humongous pivot and everything's going to get better, make the small pivots, unwind it and find what, what's creating the negative and turn it around the best you can to the positive, because usually it's, it's the small mindsets. It's the, you know, the, what do we say that those one to 2% changes, you do it with yourself rather than waiting on, you know, the right. 90 big. The big one. Yeah. The big change. Yes. Yeah. I think that, um, change happens because we get uncomfortable. Like you said, there's like something that's pushing us and saying, you need to be doing something about this. Now I do think there's this challenge with that, that we are making sure we're moving towards our authentic self and not away from it. Cause right. a lot of times people would say somebody clever, a kid that's clever and might be a little smart in the mouth and they get that phone call from the teacher. And then, you know, something happens with the parents and then, then they do shut down and it doesn't, they don't get to um, practice that and learn how to use it for good. They just right. shut down. And, and, you know, as I say all this, we have this conversation, I think through too, there are bad behaviors that you just need to stop sometimes. I mean, it's, it's okay to stop, but think it through before you try to be somebody you're not. And I like what you said about always go to your authentic self. You can, there are behaviors that should stop, but don't try to lean into somebody you're not right exactly don't put yourself in a box that you're not meant to be in because i i do think that happens a lot with females especially in their 20s you know they are defining themselves according to what somebody's told them they're supposed to do or be right. and i would even say even in their teens females i think it happens to males too so i don't want to but I think females are a little bit more sensitive to it and react to it, but then moving towards your authentic self. And the other thing I'm going to say is I'm a huge advocate for therapy. Like if you are having struggles with becoming your authentic self and, and really then find somebody to help you find a friend to talk to somebody who can give you feedback because sometimes we can't see what we're what we're becoming or who we are and what the obstacle is and how to unwind and do, do those, that self-awareness and having somebody talk you through what that next step is, because a good therapist is going to keep you with your authentic self and help you get past those barriers or those feelings of, Ooh, why, you know, why am I feeling like this? Yeah. And I think about things that I struggled with as a child 
that are completely opposite for me now. Like as a child, I did not like to read and I don't know why I know. Well, I think I know why I think it's because I was required to do it at school and at school there was, you know, when you read, everybody has a different opinion of what they read and a different, like you can, you kind of use your imagination to, and I think as a child, I was told that's not the right answer to that. Like nobody else thought that or whatever. And so I was always like, well, maybe I'm not understanding my reading. So I just kind of shut down. And then now I'm like a huge reader. You know, I was really messy as a kid. We always got in trouble for messy rooms. And I need it need as a pen. My friend that I was just in Vegas with, she said, oh my gosh, you're like organizing me, packing our bags. She's like, you make your bed in the hotel room when you get up in the morning. But I, my mom would tell you, I was a pig. Like we, and so were my brothers. Um, I do think that's more nurturing. It's especially like my husband now, he's very neat too. We like you own things. There's a lot of things with that. When I bought it, it makes a lot, it's a bigger difference than it was before. Just like right. you're reading, there's different circumstances, but that's certainly changed for me. Yeah. And I wonder if things like that are personality or do you think they're nurturing? I mean, or circumstances hard to tell because I, I circumstances for that, because I don't think I'm innately, uh, I like, I, I literally was a pig and, yeah. well, um, a kid that was like that too. And she's a complete neat freak. Now she's completely flipped. And I'm like, what happened to the kid that was living with me? Right. <laughs> And yeah, I, I would say circumstances and, you know, once you circumstances for me too, and I think this happens a lot with young adults, when you start buying your own things and you work hard for your stuff, you take a lot better care of it too. Yeah. Right? I, that's, I tell you, that's probably the circumstance for me and living with um, being married to my husband today. I'm probably even more so because he's very neat and it's just the two of us. And I don't know. I, Simple. It's easier to make it clean. <laughs> I'm with you. Okay. So the gist of this, I'm going to say is we are evolving, but we are in our core, probably the same person we were as young children. Mm -hmm. I but like it. Very good, Amy. That storm system is still there. The storm system <laughs> is still there. And we're All evolving, right? Right. All right. right, Amy. This was a good one. Until next good. time. All right. Thanks, Sandy. Bye, Amy.